Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 137. Our guest today is Terry Lammers, author of the new book, You Don't Know What You Don't Know, Everything You Need to Know to Buy or Sell a Business. Terry's career began running his family business, which he scaled through purchasing 11 different companies, increasing revenue from $750,000 to $40 million when he sold it in 2010. Today, Terry is the founder and CEO of Innovative Business Advisors, where he helps prospective business owners interested in buying and current business owners looking to sell their enterprises. Good morning, Terry. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Good morning, Craig and Shai. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, It's going to be great to have you on board and great topic area. And congratulations on your contributions to the business community by creating a book on buying and selling a business. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a topic that interests all of our business leaders at some point. Tell us what was going on that led you to actually taking the giant leap of writing a book. Well, you know, it, it was always a bucket list item, and I'm actually a volunteer fireman for 22 years, and my first thoughts of writing a book was about the experiences of that. But on 2010, I sold my business, and that was quite a ride. I was a family business, so I grew up with it my whole life. I ran it. I took it over in 1991, and uh, between 91 and 2010, had the opportunity to buy 11 other companies and grew the company from $750,000 a year in sales to over $42 million when I sold it. So to get from point A to point B, there's quite a lot of stuff that happened in between. So, And it is just a classic story of you don't know what you don't know. So the book really starts out talking about buying existing businesses versus start a new business, building your team, and then eventually selling the business try and talk about things that I did right, things that I should have done different, and try and keep it humorous at the same time. And let's start out by talking about buying an existing company. This is always the thought of many entrepreneurs coming up of whether I build one or buy one. Walk us through what we might not know about buying an existing business. I learned this really more after I sold my business and started Innovative. I started Innovative from scratch, and it really drives home after doing that, that when you buy an existing business, you're buying existing cash flow. So you have sales, and you're probably going to get a paycheck the first week. Starting a business, you flip open the proverbial open sign, and you've got to go out and get your first customer. And like you don't have a history behind you yet for customers to go look at and say, this guy's done a lot of good things for other people. You're relying on your past experience. So I think that's really the biggest thing to look at when you want to do something. If you're buying an existing business, even if it's not 100% what you want to have, you still have something, you know, the clay's already on the board and, you know, it's halfway formed and you can form it the rest of the way you want. And jumping over to the other side, when I'm considering selling my business, what should I be thinking of before I actually begin that process? I think the biggest thing that comes to my mind right off the top is getting your ducks in a row. For one, the largest part of the value of your company is going to come from its financial performance. 
So if you've been doing things to beat down your income so you don't have to pay as many taxes, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you want to sell your business, those last three to five years, especially the last three years, you really want to drive as much cash flow to the bottom line as possible. And and really to talk about that, it's not about sales and net income. It's about gross profit and cash flow. Don't worry about depreciation and amortization expenses and stuff like that, because those are non-cash expenses that get added back into cash flow. So the biggest thing is to drive as much cash flow out of that business as you can. And then as far as getting your ducks in a row, have a quality list of all the assets that you have and that you're using to operate the company. If you have any contracts, know where they're at. Uh, When you go through the process of selling your company, the skeletons are going to come out of the closet. So clean them up as much as possible before you go through the process. And then I think it's also important to be cognizant of non-financial things that could really affect not only the value of the company, but could really make it whether your company's sellable or not. Yeah. And that drives into what is the value of a company? How do they determine that? What's your thoughts there? I'm a CVA, a certified valuation analyst. So we do quite a few business valuations and an overly priced value on a company is probably the number one killer of getting the deal sold. When I'm valuing a business, especially a business with less than a million dollars a year in cash flow, one of the things I really hang my hat on is it a bankable deal. So if I value this company at $2 million, $5 million, can you go to a bank, make a reasonable down payment? and still have enough cash flow to service that loan. That's very important. And I think bankers really appreciate my valuations because I really take a hard look at that. The other thing that I would tell you from my experience was buying companies. If I could pay for that company in three to five years, that was a real trigger for me to move forward in purchasing the company. So think of that as a rate of return on your investment. If you're going to pay for that company in three years, that's a 33% return. If you're going to pay for it in five years, that's a 20% return. If you're kind of in that ballpark, you're probably going to have a good bankable deal. That's a great rule of thumb, Terry. And you know, one thing I always think about, because it comes up again and again, is that it's difficult for business owners to sometimes understand the value of looking at their business today through the eyes of an acquirer because they're not thinking about selling yet. What kind of mistakes do you see there? I think that's kind of drives you to the non-financial things that could really affect the value of a company. We recently had a company that we parted ways with because it just wasn't sellable. In the value builder system that we use for coaching, that's called the hub and spoke. So imagine you, the owner, as the hub, and the spoke is all of your customers, all your suppliers, all your employees that are coming to you. Well, if you're 100% the hub of that company, if we take you out of the picture, then who's left to run the show? So in this particular instance, this was a trucking company, trucking and logistics company that had about a half a million dollars a year in cash flow. That's great. They'll attract a lot of buyers. But the problem was the owner did absolutely everything. He dispatched the trucks. He talked to all the customers. All the employees came straight to him. So that really hurt him. The other thing that made selling that company difficult is his financial statements were a disaster. The first thing you're going to do when you go to sell your company is you're going to have to show somebody your financial statements. And in this gentleman's case, his income statement was like eight pages long. It's a disaster. It really needs to be consolidated. So on a non-financial side, having a team in place that can run the company in your absence is very important. On the financial side, not only do you need to have good cash flow, 
but really look at how presentable your information is. Does it make sense? Yeah. And, you know, it's a combination of these things ultimately, right? I mean, the way I like to phrase it is that business owners have many different roles within the entity and usually too many different roles as you described, right? So if you're the chief marketing officer and you're the chief financial officer and you're in charge of delivery and you're also the CEO, bottom line is nobody wants to buy your job. They want to buy your asset. So unless your job is asset owner, you're not going to be able to sell. No. And that's a problem. You know, there's other things to look at. Also, another one of the value builder drivers is they call the Switzerland structure. And people look at you funny and they're like, what's what's that? Well, think of Switzerland as a country that is very independent, never fought in the world wars and things like that. So is your company independent of any one customer, any one supplier or any one employee? We sold a company, a good company. It was a drilling company, environmental drilling company. Husband and wife started the business from scratch, had about 15 or 20 employees, if I recall, had two people that could completely run the business so they could go on vacation for two weeks and everything was going to hum along just fine. We found another young couple that wanted to buy the business. He had an MBA. He was an engineer, but he never done anything in the drilling field. So he needed those two key employees to stay or he wasn't going to buy the business. Well, we went through the whole process, negotiating the purchase price and doing the purchase agreement. And we was literally two weeks away from closing. And now we're at the point where we have to talk to these two employees. So the error that the owner made is he didn't put any kind of golden handcuffs on them. So they was free to leave if they wanted to. So there was a long debate and a lot of money spent in attorney's fees about whether we present these two employees with an employment contract in which there would be a non-compete or do we simply go to them kind of the good old boys network and say, hey, everything's going to be the same. Here's the new owners. And uh, they're looking forward to putting a compensation program in or a profit sharing plan or something like that. Ultimately, we chose to go that route because these were blue collar workers. They never signed any type of confidentiality agreement or employment agreement before. And if that wasn't going to work, then we would go to plan B. Well, it worked, but it really wasn't without its bumps and bruises. One of the two individuals was upset because he didn't have the opportunity to buy the company. Obviously, they were surprised, but ultimately it did work. And that acquisition was over a year ago and it's going very well. But that could have been greatly improved and it really could have derailed the whole selling of the company within two weeks if one of them would have backed out. Yeah, you work with a number of buyers and sellers in a lot of different industries. Where are these businesses finding their buyers? You know, that's a very interesting question. So from running Innovative right now, I tell people it's like there's a shotgun and a rifle approach. The shotgun approach is putting it out on all of these sites, you know, biz by sell. There's 10 or 12 of them that people could go to look for existing businesses. The rifle approach is getting the NAICS code of that company and searching LinkedIn. We use another platform called BizEquity. We can look companies up and they halfway determine a value. So we know we're looking for the right size companies. But what I find interesting about this, it kind of falls under the you don't know what you don't know. When I sold my company and when I was looking to buy other companies, I didn't even know those things existed. Terry, let's walk through the selling process. If the business owner is considering it, he's got his financials in order, what are the next steps? 
the next steps is really, and I think this is so very important. And I got an email this morning that it just about made me pull my hair out. Build your team. It takes a team of people to do this. So we've talked about financial statements. You have to have good financial statements. That involves your CPA. You're going to need an attorney. But this goes back to the email that I got this morning. You need to get an attorney that is well-versed in doing M&A transactions. And the email that I got this morning, she's introducing me to her attorney. And it's an attorney that is very good at estate planning, but they don't do M&A transactions. And that's problematic. So the choice of the attorney is very important. You may also need to get your banker involved. That's all part of building your team. And maybe you want to get a broker involved. I think the important part of having people by your side that know how to sell the size of business that you have. And really the bigger overriding factor from there is to get an accurate valuation on your company. So you know what you're doing. And really that second part to get an accurate valuation of the company is most oftentimes people are selling their business to retire. So again, I've seen this before. Somebody will come to me and they've had it in their head all along that their business is worth $10 million and I value it for $5 million. And that's before Uncle Sam gets his piece. That can be a problem. I mean, that can blow apart a whole retirement plan before you're even out of the gate. Terry, you bring up another crucial point, which is, you know, tax planning is an issue that's often overlooked. What's the right time to bring that planner to the table? Immediately. You should bring to the table the valuation and the tax planning and what is your exit plan. But whether you don't plan on selling your business for five years, 10 years, that needs to be thought about because even as you're buying properties and buying other equipment, how you set it up is going to make a big difference in tax burden when you sell the company. That was one of the things I talk about in my book. I didn't do that. I didn't consult with my CPA or financial advisor about selling my business. My CPA was also a very large customer, so I didn't want him to know. But there's things, you know, we've done with companies, you know, setting up a deferred compensation program. There's really a number of things that you can do to lessen that burden when you have that sale event. I tell people, don't worry about sales and net income. It's all about gross profit and cash flow. I would also tell you that we as business owners, when we sell a business, what do we want? We want that big check, right? That's what you dream about. But the problem with getting that big check is it comes with a big tax burden. So that really needs to be thought out on what can we do to eliminate our tax burden. I can't give you that answer. I mean, I can give you some ideas, but think of your team again. That's where it's very important to have a good financial advisor on your team and that you're working through this with your CPA. Terry, at what point should I be calling you to pull you involved? I'm beginning to pull a team a little bit together. When should I work with you? Ideally, it's best to start talking to somebody a minimum of two to three years before you want to sell your company. Think of it as steering a big ship. You're not driving a speedboat. So if you can at least talk to us two to three years before you sell your business, there's hopefully a lot of things that we can do to help you get the maximum value out of that company, including helping assemble the right team of people that's appropriate for the size of the company that you have. Well, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today on Business Owners Radio. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Absolutely. You can go to Amazon, just search my name, Terry Lammers, or the name of the book is You Don't Know What You Don't Know, Everything You Need to Know to Buy or Sell a Business. I think you'll enjoy it. One of the things that 
was kind of the aha moment when I was writing the book. After each chapter, there's a series of questions. And that was the last thing I did in writing a book and writing those questions. It's like, you know what? If you know the answer to these questions, you're going to learn a lot from reading this book. So it's a short read and I really think you'll get a lot of it. So it's on Amazon. You can download it free on Kindle. The other thing, I would encourage you to visit our website, www.innovativeboyapple.com. You can take the value builder questionnaire, which goes over those eight value drivers that we talked about that are non-financial things that can affect the value of your business. There's also a link to biz equity that you can take a free valuation and at least it'll give you an idea of some of the questions you're going to be getting asked for valuing your company. And also I'm working on doing more public speaking. So if you need a speaker for an event you're having or an association conference, I do a good presentation on valuing business. It's kind of the same topics we talked about today. So feel free to reach out to me for that also. Our guest today has been Terry Lammers, author of the new book, You Don't Know What You Don't Know, Everything You Need to Know to Buy or Sell a Business. You can learn more about Terry, as well as find links to his new book, the questionnaire, and additional links, all at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.